Playing Overtime Elite just helped me develop, be ready for this stage. You know, that's been the plan for the last two years, is get ready for what's happening now. So that's really how it's helped me. I think it prepared me really well. The development I got from OTE, I don't think I could have got it anywhere else. And um, the drills, the sets that the NBA runs, I've been learning that for two years now. So it's prepared me more than I could have imagined. Hey, Rip City, this is Nasir Little, and it's time to open the briefcase with Casey Hodon. Greetings, Blazer fans, and welcome to The Briefcase, episode 41 of The Briefcase. I'm your host, Casey Holdall, and that was Amon Thompson, a 6'7", 214-pound wing, discussing the benefits of going the pro-development route rather than spending a season playing college ball before making the jump to the NBA. Amon and his brother, Asar, both played last season for the City Reapers of the Overtime Elite League, and both participated in workouts with the Trailblazers on Tuesday. They each had solo workouts, by the way. They didn't compete against each other. They each were here for solo workouts, which, if I'm not mistaken, was Portland's first pre-draft workout scheduled after the draft lottery. So after one workout with mostly second round to undrafted players, followed by a workout featuring players expected to go late in the first round or in the second round to Tuesday's workout, which featured two players who were almost guaranteed to be selected in the lottery, if not in the top 10. So after starting in earnest a few weeks ago, the Trailblazers' pre-draft evaluations are starting to pick up, both in terms of talent and frequency. We'll consider the workouts, hear from both Amon and Asar, and briefly touch on the upcoming NBA Finals on this edition of The Briefcase. Before we get to the workouts, let's go ahead and consider the NBA Finals. The Heat finally closed out the series by winning Game 7 versus Celtics to move on to the NBA Finals to face the Nuggets, who've just been chilling in Denver since completing a sweep of the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals more than a week ago. You might recall, and I know some of you do, you mentioned it on Twitter, that I said that I didn't expect that this Boston team would be the first team in NBA history to come back from a 3-1 deficit in the playoffs and ended up being right, though the Celtics gave it their best after losing the first three games, they won the next three games to force a Game 7 in Boston, including a Game 6 game winner from Derek White with 0.2 seconds left on the clock to get the Game 6 to force a Game 7. But at no point in time did I think the Celtics were going to win that Game 7. It's never happened before in the NBA. It will happen at some point in time. All things do come to pass. But this Celtics team, between the youth and... The inexperience and just the way that they play offense, an elite defensive team, but offensively just doesn't really seem to have a strong system there right now. Didn't ever feel like that was ever going to get it done versus a team like the Heat that have been playing phenomenally and with the best coach in the NBA in Eric Spolstra. As I'm sure you probably know if you watched Game 7, Jason Tatum rolled his ankle in the first play of Game 7, though as I mentioned, I still think Boston ends up losing Game 7. That no answer for Caleb Martin, who should have won MVP for the Eastern Conference Finals, and looks like a guy who is going to get absolutely paid this season after being on a two-way contract last year. They also didn't have an answer for Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, or Duncan Robinson, who all made threes throughout the playoffs, continue to make threes throughout this playoffs after the Heat were one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the NBA. You got Bam, who's coming around, and then you got Jimmy Butler, who, as we talked about on the last Blazers balcony, one of the toughest guys you're going to come across in sports. Anytime you have a guy with that kind of toughness, that kind of focus, who's able to take himself to a place where he can just achieve things through his own skill and his own will, you're going to have a chance to move on. 
teams that are tough like the Heat are are not the kind of teams that are going to lose four straight in order to be the first team in NBA history to lose a series after being up 3-0, and that didn't end up happening. So with the Eastern Conference side of the table finally decided, Game 1 in Denver between the Heat and the Nuggets is scheduled for Thursday, June 1st at 5.30 p.m. on ABC. And I'll just go on the record and say I got the Nuggets in six, though I've picked against the Heat in every series this postseason, and it sure wouldn't surprise me at this point if they won the whole thing, but I think that Jokic is just too good. There's not a whole lot of teams in the NBA that can stop Jokic, but the Heat are probably especially hard-pressed to do so with no true center on their team, and the Nuggets actually have a half-court offense, quite a good half-court offense for what it's worth, so I'm going to go with Denver in six, but again, I've been wrong about the Heat consistently throughout this postseason. So I absolutely would not be surprised if I was wrong again. When you're an eight seed, you got to be doing something. They're hitting things at just the right time. Hopefully a good series. I actually don't care which team wins, to be perfectly honest. I just hope for a good series. And I think we're going to get it. All right, now from players competing at the top level of the NBA to those trying to make it into the league, the Portland Trailblazers hosted Eamon and Asar Thompson for solo workouts at the practice facility in Tualatin on Tuesday. The Thompson brothers were born in Oakland, though they moved to Florida in eighth grade to play basketball at Pinecrest School in Fort Lauderdale, where they won a state championship. They actually moved to Florida because you can play basketball a year earlier there in high school. They started right away, obviously a couple very talented young men. But rather than going the college route, the Thompson brothers skipped their senior year of high school and obviously what would have been their freshman year of college to sign a two-year deal with Overtime Elite, playing for the City Reapers. The way Overtime Elite works, it's basically a league of 16 to 20-year-olds with players, both American and internationals, who feel like for whatever reason that the standard pipeline of playing high school ball and then moving on to college and to the pros is not for them. So really, it's a pro league for young players. You can watch their games on Amazon. Some of you have probably done that. Just a different approach, kind of similar to going the G League route out of high school, except for when you go to the overtime elite route, you actually leave before high school is over. So there is an element of education there as well, whereas the G League, that's just straight up professional. So the overtime elite is kind of a mix between going the G League route and still doing the prep route. The Thompson brothers are the two highest rate of players to ever come out of overtime elite and could be a template for other players going forward, depending on how the situation goes for them. And as of right now, it seems like it's going pretty well. Asar, who was the captain of the City Reapers this season, is a 6'7", 218-pound 20-year-old who averaged 16.3 points on 48% shooting from the field and 30% shooting from three, 7.1 rebounds, 6.1 assists, 2.4 steals, and 1.1 blocks in this season of overtime elite play. In ESPN's most recent mock draft, Asar is selected by the Magic with the sixth overall pick. Here's what John Javoni had to say in that mock draft. The Magic are loaded with young talent throughout their roster, especially in the front court with Paolo Benchero, Franz Wagner, and Wendell Carter Jr. Adding an explosive wing with upside such as Asar who could play anywhere from point guard through power forward makes sense with the roster pieces they currently have. Asar's passing, defensive versatility, and transition scoring prowess makes him one of the highest upsides of any prospect in this draft, and his fit in Orlando looks strong provided he's able to space the floor adequately with his improving jumper. So with that said, let's go ahead and hear what Asar had to say after his workout with the Trailblazers. How did today go for you? Today went well. I was excited to get in, you know, work with the team, and uh, yeah, it was, a, it was fun to get in here. What are some things that you guys focused on today, personally? Okay, today we focused on like a lot of coming off screens, making reads, you know, defense and a lot of shooting. That was the three main things. 
What did you know about this organization before coming here and doing this little tryout? You know, I knew, like, <laughs> like their history. I knew, recent I knew. History. Okay, recent history. Recent history. You know, I I know a lot about the team because you know, growing up, especially in the Bay Area, I was a big Dame fan. So, you know, I know their roster. You know, I know, I know a decent amount. I know a decent amount. Dame here today, then. It was super cool. It was the first time I I ever seen him. I see him still right now, but yeah, you know. Super cool to see someone I could possibly be playing with next year, you know? You didn't talk to him at all? I said, what's up? I said, what's up? <laughs> I said, what's up? What, what do you feel like are some of the benefits of going the overtime elite route? You know, some of the benefits of going the overtime elite route, route is just a lot of resources. You know, a lot of people that have been at the next level, coached at the next level, even trained at the next level. So you just kind of know how things should be done, you know, know how hard you have to go. So I just say it prepares you. Do you think at all that the fact that it's professional or quasi-professional at least like gives you a leg up going into the NBA, which is obviously the top professional league? Yeah, I think I think I had to learn like a lot about professionalism. You know, being on time for things, uh, not giving people hard times, just a lot of stuff outside of basketball as well as basketball. How many workouts are you in now? What number of workout is this for you? Today was my first workout. Okay, so... Today was my first workout. Yeah, what, what did you learn from that experience? You know, I was kind of nervous going into it, but it, once you get into it, you know, basketball is basketball. So it was... I just learned to just go hard, push yourself the whole time, always stay positive. Why would a team... Why should a team draft you instead of your brother? <laughs> a team should draft me because I give it my all, you know. I want to be the best player I could be. What has it like been like going through this process with your brother, especially days like today? You're working out against each other, and you know one of you is inevitably going to go higher than the other in the draft. Like, like how how do you guys? Well, we we didn't work out against each other today, but you know it's it's honestly it's honestly interesting. Like it's crazy because I, I sit here and and it's like we're at the Portland Trailblazers together, but they they're not going to get they couldn't get both of us. So it's it's funny when you think of it like that, but I just think of it as you know I'm coming here to work. You know, I know what he does. I know he's gonna come here to work too, so I, I don't worry about him. I know, I know he's good wherever he is. Do you envision? Are you guys gonna do? Are you guys gonna travel together and do your workouts with teams on the same day, kind of throughout this process? Do you know yet? I don't fully know. I don't fully know. You know, there's gonna be having someone to go through the process with a little bit, please. Yeah, you know, just I feel like just having someone who holds you accountable, you know, and just always make sure you're you're pushing yourself. That's it. This is probably the last time you're going to be doing stuff together for a while, and I'm sure you've been on the same team almost your entire life. Just yeah. what is that like knowing that that is coming to an end? You know, it's, it's bittersweet, you know. I know wherever he is, he's going to be good. I know wherever I am, I'm going to be good. We're not necessarily dependent on each other. I love him to death, but, you know, we could, we could, we function fine, perfectly well without each other as well. Are there any tricks the guys from Bay Area have? It seems like there's a lot of Bay Area guys coming to the league. Right? Yeah, you know. Bay Area guys work hard, I, I would say. Who are the Bay Area guys? Dame, Gary Payton. I don't know if he's from the Bay Area. I know his dad is, you know. They work hard. So I would say that, that's a trait. They have the underdog mindset to them. Will there be a hope down the road to play with each other again? Is that a goal of you guys? Is that one of you guys might sign with the other person's team? You know, who knows? You know, when, when I get drafted, I'm worried about, you know, day by day. So I'm, I'm just trying to see how that goes first, you know. Wasn't that a fantasy at least? Man, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? What are some of the, the skills you're trying to show in these workouts? I'm trying to show how I've become a better shooter, be better at making reads, you know, go hard every play, but mainly shooting and making reads coming off screens, I would say. 
this gets talked about a lot as a draft of the pretty clearly defined top three. Blazers obviously have the third pick. What um, what's kind of your message? What is what have you guys said to teams throughout this process about why maybe you guys you specifically I suppose belong in, in that top three? You know, I, there's everybody says there's a clear cut top three. I feel like that's kind of doing the draft a disservice, you know. But it's at the same time, I feel like it's making a lot of underdogs, you know, because nobody nobody feels like there's only three people in, the, in this draft class. So I certainly don't feel that way. So I'm just trying to prove that, you know, it's not top three. I mean, it's not only three. It's, a, it's more than three for sure. And if there's three on that three, I'm one of them. So there you go. Asar Thompson talking about his workout in Portland and very quick on his feet with the quip that it's not a three-person draft, but if it is a three-person draft, that he's the third guy. That's uh, that's some quick thinking there. That, that shows a uh, an intelligence that uh, I think you're looking for in a player, particularly a young player. As for Asar's brother, Amen, who is also 6'7 and also has a 7-foot wingspan, but is 4 pounds lighter than his twin brother, he averaged 16.4 points on 57% shooting from the field and 25% shooting from three, 5.9 rebounds, 5.9 assists, and 2.3 steals and a block per game for the City Reapers, who won the OTE championship by sweeping the YNG Dreamers 3-0 and lost this one game, regular playoff, all season long in the OTE season. Despite the lower averages, and to be perfectly frank, I'm not exactly sure what to take from overtime elite stats. I'm putting it out there. That's for each individual to decide. I would recommend you maybe just watch some of their games on Amazon. Probably a better way to get a sense of who these guys are than their averages. But if you are looking at their averages... Even though Amen has lower averages, he's considered to be taken before Asar, at least at this point in the process. ESPN has Amen going to fourth overall to the Rockets. And once again, here's what John Defoni had to say in that mock draft about Amen. Thompson is arguably the most physically gifted prospect in this class, standing 6'7 with an NBA-ready frame, thermonuclear explosiveness in the open floor, and a defensive versatility to guard points, and a defensive versatility to guard point guards through power forwards. His size and creativity as both a passer and a finisher give him intriguing versatility to play a variety of roles. The Rockets roster is wide open as they attempt to build around the likes of Jalen Green, Alperin Sanguin, and Jabari Smith Jr., giving them the flexibility to go in a variety of directions with this pick. So with all of that said, let's go ahead and hear from Emin after his workout in Portland. Again, I believe this was also his first workout with an NBA team in this pre-draft process. Starting off, how did today go for you? Uh, today was fun, you know, working with these trainers, these pro trainers. It was a good day. What did you expect? Uh, I expected that. I expected it to be a little bit rough, a little bit conditioning, but I feel like I prepared for that, so it wasn't too bad. It was really fun. How do you feel like uh, playing in the Overtime Elite helped you in this process? Playing Overtime Elite just helped me develop, be ready for this stage. You know, that's been the plan for the last two years, is get ready for what's happening now. So that's really how it's helped me. I think it prepared me really well. The development I got from OT, I don't think I could have got it anywhere else. And um, the drills, the sets that the NBA runs, I've been learning that for two years now. So it's prepared me more than I could have imagined. What are some aspects of your game that you kind of wanted to showcase today? Just being able to read a defense, pass, get to the paint, my athleticism, and um, my improving shot. That's really what I wanted to showcase. Your brother said this was his first workout. I'm gonna assume it was yours. Yeah, it was my, it was my first too. Yeah, well, what was the experience like? It was fun. Like I expected this. I had people tell me like what it's gonna be like. And I asked a lot of questions, so it was it's a great experience. So. Is there anything that was surprising about it to you? 
Not really. I thought um, I thought it was gonna be less breaks, but they let me get breaks. So I was like, you know, I don't even need a break right now. So. <laughs> what kind of questions did you ask? Just some plays, I'll mess up a read, and just they were obviously there to help teach me. So I was just asking them like, what do I do in this scenario? Can I go again? Can I do another rep till I get it right? So I think you had the ball in your hands more last year than your brother did, or that's kind of the scout on it. How how should teams look at you as a different player from your brother? Like what what are, where, what are the differentiations in your guys' games? You think? Um, I would say I'm on the ball a little bit more, more facilitated. He's more um, score, but he can facilitate too, and I can go score too. But I, I feel like we were both on the ball equally, not equally, but very similar. So I mean, it's it's hard if you don't know the numbers really. What was it like seeing Dame here for your workout? Dame, it was great seeing Dame. You know, we're both from Oakland. That's somebody I looked up to since I was younger. So seeing him at the workout, it was it was good to see. Were you expecting him to walk in, or what was that? No, I, I barely even noticed. Like I looked to my right, and I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> but you gotta stay focused. So um, at the end, I was greeting everybody. I didn't get to talk to him a lot. I would ask him some questions. Uh, if I run into him again today, I. I want to ask him some more questions, so. How do you think you would, let's let's say they were to draft you third overall, how do you think you would fit with Dame on the court? Dame, Dame's the point guard, more of an off-ball role, um, a connective piece, just doing the little things, defending, being a lob threat, cutting, and um, I could be a secondary playmaker, so, that way. I, I, I don't know if you followed it this closely, but Damian has said in the past that his preference would be that they get more veteran help in here as opposed to going young, which you would represent. When you see him sitting there, do you feel like you have to impress him maybe as much as anybody else in the gym? You know, definitely feel like, you know, you got to impress him. He's probably basically part of the front office up there, but just trying to impress myself, trying to make sure I'm doing the best I can. And um, I feel like that's going to show. Things competitive at all between you and your brother regarding who goes first? Competitive? I mean, I feel like before the draft, we're going to do a little bet, see who goes first mm -hmm. out of us. But it's not been too competitive. I feel like we both support each other, give each other tips. So I'm fine if he goes first. He's fine if I go first. Is there anything specific about guys, Hoopers from, from Oakland? It seems like a lot of guys have, have kind of come from the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. I, I just feel like guys from Oakland, we go hard. You know, Dan goes hard, we go hard. We got a chip on our shoulder. Not a lot of us make it, so it's good seeing him here. You said if you get a chance to talk to Dame, you have some questions for him. What would those questions be? Just how getting into the league, how did, how was it for you? Like your first year, seeing how you, he got to this level. I know he works hard, so just seeing his routine. That's what I really want to ask. So you've been on a team with your brother like your entire life, knowing that this is kind of the last process where you guys are going to be together. What is that like for you? Um, it's a great process. Just being here with them, you know, most teams probably want us here by ourselves, but it's kind of hard because we're together. But just enjoying this process with him, and um, we're both putting in a lot of work. This last 20 days, possibly, maybe a team gets two picks, but last 20 couple days, we're together, so we're just making the most of it. So there you go. Amon Thompson talking about his workout in Portland. And just to wrap up on both of those, a couple things. One, Having a twin brother, that's got to be kind of an interesting situation to be in. On one hand, I'm sure you love the support. I'm sure you love to have someone there that you can rely on. But on the other hand, this is also about the time in a person's life where they want to maybe kind of do their own thing and be their own person. So I'm curious kind of how they deal 
with one, being separated for the first time ever, and two, all the questions they get about being brothers. Obviously, they got quite a few from Portland's media. I'm guessing they're going to get quite a few from other media as well, just about that relationship. Because, you know, when they were answering those questions, obviously, they have a great affinity for each other. But in my head, I was thinking, I bet there's a part of each one of these guys that is actually looking forward to maybe striking out on their own and kind of doing their own thing. Obviously, when you're a twin, it really even ups the sibling connection to a different level. So I imagine in a lot of instances, they've just been kind of lumped together their entire lives. And I bet in some respects, they're maybe looking forward to having a chance to kind of be out on their own. I know if I was in that situation, that's the way I would feel. But getting more into basketball, both players evolving, developing players, physically looking at both of these guys, definitely ready to play from that perspective. I think that's something you get from Overtime Elite that you probably don't get elsewhere. You definitely don't get in high school. You get it some in the G League. And obviously, you have very good staffs in college, but these guys are focusing on the basketball piece. And I think with trainers that are both from the professional ranks, from the collegiate ranks, coaches from the professional ranks, from the collegiate ranks, I think it really gives you an impression when you see the Thompson brothers about what you get from that OTE experience. Both guys look like they could step in and play in an NBA game right now from a physical perspective. Both players great defensively. I think both of those guys are going to make their bones on the defensive end. It sounds like both players have a lot of versatility being able to defend one through four. They definitely look like guys who can defend one through four. And really, in today's NBA, probably one through five when they're playing against smaller lineups. I imagine both guys probably have a bit of growing to do still at 20 years old. Both just turned 20. Obviously, they're twins. Both are probably going to need to make some strides shooting the ball, you would imagine. But again, when you're 20 years old, you're not expecting guys to necessarily come in and be finished products. But I wouldn't be surprised if both could come in right away and compete defensively in the NBA and compete athletically in the NBA. And those are two places defense and athleticism that the Blazers have been deficient for quite a few seasons. So those are skills and those are traits that both the Thompson brothers have that Portland will be looking to address in this draft, potentially with the number three pick. And that is going to do it for this edition of The Briefcase. Podcast frequency will increase as workouts start to pick up. So I'll be back with another episode sooner rather than later with more workouts scheduled this week including a workout that's already scheduled for Wednesday morning. I also wouldn't be surprised if there was also at least one more workout scheduled for this week as well. So potentially three workouts, maybe more this week. Things are picking up, and we're going to pick up our frequency here on The Briefcase as well. So thank you for joining me on this edition of The Briefcase. Please consider liking and subscribing wherever you get your podcast if you haven't done that already. Subscribe to both The Briefcase and to The Blazers Balcony. We'll have a new episode of that this week as well. Until then, I am Casey Holdall. Go Blazers.